0: Karibu Tena, Ekushkuru Kwahapa. Karibu Kuni, African Women's Consciousness in the Changing World, Decolonized Praxis. Hey there, I am glad to be here and I welcome you again to this podcast, African Women's Consciousness in the Changing World, Decolonized Praxis. And today I am here, well, first let me just say that I. I'm very specific with how I choose to use my language because voice is very very important to me. And because this is African women's consciousness in the changing world, and my French is very little, I choose to speak in English because it can reach further uh, diverse individuals in the black diaspora that don't specifically are do not specifically just speak Swahili, although Swahili is the largest um, spoken language in the majority of African, um, African diaspora, both external and internal. And for that reason, I you know I take responsibility in saying that, although I use my colonized language, I know for a fact that it's very hard for me to fully express my intellect and my intimate spiritual understanding and lens of the world in which shaped this podcast and my upcoming book and also the inquiry that Father helps me navigate my my purpose and my work Um, so for that reason I know that I'm very limited in better expressing myself with with English because it is not my first language or my second and it is not an easy language to better express um, the the, the depth of the consciousness of the collective struggle that I try my level best to encapsulate <laughs> and so for that reason I just want to be very mindful of saying that I, although I use English I know that I'm limited and I know that it is doing a disservice to use English to even express myself but I do that that in itself is a privilege that non-African speaker, non-African language speakers have over colonized subjects over global south uh, communities over you know and i again (laughs) i want to be very careful with the word and choice of language over people of color although i have my own reserved um questioning of that and that is what i will speak today about um and so just 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 before we move forward I want to be very specific in saying that I wish I did not speak English to better express myself, but I have to and the reason I have to is because I'm a colonized subject, although that is not entirely my story I just want to you know, push back here for people who expect people like us to navigate the world with nothing but English language so um anyways thank you and welcome (laughs) i'm glad to have space even though it's virtual i'm glad to have this space with you and i'm glad to be here to make time for this and i'm also looking forward to sharing my youtube channel that is being worked on i'm finally going to have a sort of a professional youtube channel (laughs) it's something that i did not really prioritize because i have um, i've been i've been going through a terrible burnout in the last three years of startup grind motherhood and just a lot of challenges that pushed me to slow down and i'm glad i did and for that reason i really did not really prioritize social media as much as i should have been prioritizing them i guess um I kind of did here and there but i wasn't really focused on sending a clear message and having things be very aligned it's because i've been a founder and doing things majority of things i've done myself um it's organization has really struggled but i'm glad we kept it going so i'm glad to be here welcome and i today i want to challenge the word woman of color I am not anyone's woman of color, even though I know that is something (laughs) really um, out of the box to mention, (laughs) but I've struggled. I've struggled a lot to better put myself in that box, and this is why. I'm not a woman of color because I was not a woman of color before I came to America. Before I became an immigrant, uh, and it's a, although it's it's a, it's an identity that I had to learn to adapt to and and to navigate, you know, um, is when I was learning in college, you know, learning as, as an immigrant, learning as a, an employee, learning as a mother, learning as. You know, uh, it, it was just hard for me to really put myself and pin myself down as a woman of color when I did not grow up believing that I was someone's woman of color or I was a woman of color. Um, and this is something that I really want to challenge because although we can easily, you know, we can easily just survive with identities given to us because we have to. That does not necessarily mean we have to completely lose our autonomy over them you know like the fact that we actually identify as women of color people of color without questioning why we are women of color even though we know race is a construct majority of people know race is a construct it's not a real thing it's not a biologically proven thing it was socially constructed to father you know, implement anti blackness to further exploit and and oppress people, you know, and justify by all means. They were supposed to be oppressed or they were supposed to be made slaves and colonized and you know. And so I I cannot just not take responsibility and put myself in that box that was prepared for me to be further erased, you know. And so this is why i i grew to i grew to question that term because everywhere I go and everywhere all my all my survival me- mechanism in the United States have been shaped and molded and pinned down, you know by this term, like everything have to, like everywhere I go, everything I do, and everything I offer, have to be defined from a woman of color perspective, and that's been really difficult, y'all, I mean, I'm, I'm, I could be, you know, I could be the only one maybe, but it's really difficult to erase yourself And to have to also spend so much time and energy, spend so much of your time and energy trying to defend something that you're not. Like, you have to erase yourself. You have to be erased for you to be a person of color. And so if I don't question that, and if I just keep putting myself in that box, and everything I have to do have to be defined from a lens of a woman of color, and that's how I have to show up, and that's how I have to be received by, by my global community or by fellow, quote-unquote, communities, what is that? It's, it's so shallow, and it's so vague, and I've done my level best in the last almost 16 years that I've been in this country, you know, to question and understand that and, and fit into that. What is what is a woman of color without exploitation without the erasure of her identity her culture you know and so in the African woman's consciousness in the changing world decolonized praxis means I have to take personal responsibility in also sharing how I came to to this and and how I choose to 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 redefine myself and reclaim my narrative and say no i am not anyone's woman of color i am me i am my mother's daughter i am my dad's daughter i am my lineage i am beautiful powerful and what i represent and what i where i come from although with hardship and challenges and and great perseverance inner strength and resilience that shaped the journey that today made me an immigrant. You know, all that is not something that I can take for granted and completely forget and put it in the box and say, Oh, I'm just a woman of color. No, I'm not. <laughs> you know. No, I'm not. And the reason why I father challenge this because beyond a woman of color, you're made a refugee, you're made an immigrant, you're made the the savage. And, you know, the, the savage African who couldn't really dream at home and they had to, you know, find means and become immigrants elsewhere. And that's a struggle that we have to also not, not question. That's the struggle that we're supposed to also just be okay with and not question and understand how we became immigrants, Right. As we're defending quote unquote a person of color identity at the same time, so our survival mechanism and how we survive in the in the in this global patriarchal uh, you know white supremacy structure of the world <laughs> that not only erase nature it erased people's identities and people's narratives and cultures and who we are we are made nothing but people of color to survive and to further what contribute to 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 more erasure and i think that's a it's irresponsible for people who create these categories that make people you know that put people in the box without questioning years in years come year year goes And it's about time that we cannot, it's about time we challenge that by challenging ourselves and how we understand ourselves. Like our definitions of selves have to be questioned. Because if we don't, that's how we end up reproducing patriarchy. That's how we end up reproducing, you know, white supremacy structures and, and, you know, shallow power that Manif- re-manifest itself based on how all of us collectively we're not really taking the time to question how we exist in the world and our identities and what we're carrying you know and what we're reproducing if I'm just a person of color what what does that make my child who is he in relation to me who is he in relation to his dad who is he in relation to the country he was born in. Is he truly American? Is he ever going to be accepted? As a child of immigrants? Is he ever going to be accepted as American? Or is he just also going to just be seen as nothing but just another black boy on, in the streets? You know? And even the word black in itself. Mm-hmm. Even, like, everything is so... <laughs> We need to really understand who we are before we can even understand the the, the fights we have to fight. You know, and this is why we're so also divided. Even people of color are so divided because we don't know what we're fighting for. Majority of people don't. Sometimes you think you have community around you, but everybody thinks so differently and as we're supposed to think differently, but we don't have a compass of understanding that is shaped by collective identity. You know? When individually, ourselves, especially in America, is as is, is is individualistic culture as it is, it makes it so hard for people to actually really, you know, form solidarities, authentic solidarities among each other, among ourselves, when all we are is just people of color. And we're just happily entertaining that we're happily, I'm sorry that I, I'm really sorry really sorry if I'm upsetting anyone here. I don't mean to do that. I'm taking a personal responsibility by saying I was not a woman of color before I came to America, before I became an immigrant. And I was an adult. I was a young adult. So that does not, you know, that does not mean I have to completely forget who I am and what what made me. Right? just to accommodate a person of color narrative just to accommodate and entertain and further erase what was meant to further erase my identity and my culture a woman of color narrative because I'm not Co- if color is nothing but a race cor- if color is nothing but a construct right? if race is nothing but a construct what makes me a woman of color. Because my colonizers say that I'm supposed to be a woman of color or because a slave master said I'm supposed to be a woman of color. That is not an identity that was given to me by my parents and my my lineage and who they were. So I will not happily just wear that just to accommodate, you know? Um. This This piece is... Please, again, I'm trying to be very careful with my choice of words. Please normalize African women reclaiming their narrative. And let's also normalize black women reclaiming their agency. Normalize black women naming and reclaiming their agency. And when we do this we're not against anyone we are simply saying we don't want to apologize for existing and we don't want to have to belong in the box for that matter you know as well if that makes sense i don't have to apologize constantly i don't have to go outside in the world and constantly have to apologize because i exist in the world because i'm breathing right and i have to apologize because I'm perceived as a woman of color, and it's very easy for me to be targeted, so very easy for me to be targeted, especially as a Somali woman, I don't know what Somalia is, but like, but there's so much fear, so much fear towards women like me, there's so much fear towards people like me, and we need to understand why, and in relation to a person of color, what why, why is it that we keep fighting for the lives of people of color, but we don't understand how we are also putting them in the box at the same time by not questioning why they're targeted, why they're being constantly oppressed, why they're being vulnerable, you know? That identity in itself also makes it so easy for people to be targeted. And it's designed that way, you know? It's very easy for you know, like the work I'm doing, for instance, if, if a woman of color, sorry, if a, if a white woman was doing this work, you know, if a white woman was running African Women Business Alliance, she will not be questioned, not just by the system. She will not be questioned by my own people as well, you know, and that's deep. That is so deep and so painful to even understand. And it's not something that I will undrap on this podcast right now. <laughs> But I just want to send a message saying that it's why black women have it so hard because we're so, you know, we, we, we are so put in the box that it's so hard for us to con- just exist and just be and just run our dreams and just contribute positively as we should without being perceived as, you know, and I'm going to say this word, a be Without being perceived as, you know, just a woman who, like, we are putting, like, we're, it's, <laughs> what can I say? When a man runs a business, he's very strategic. But when a woman does the same thing, she's a bitch. You know? Especially when it's a black woman, especially when it's an African woman, especially when she's a, what, Somali? you know why 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 are we so feared you know and that's actually to me it's it's very I'm flattered when someone you know perceive me as some whatever like but at the same time try their level best to bring me down you know and it's very telling what we fight against what we fight for and what the system plus culture plus how we navigate the world and how we survive collectively also further contribute to black women, um, to to black women's oppression, whether it comes from structures of racism or structures of sexism and patriarchy or culture at large misogyny, fear of black women in general, fear of women who are just themselves as they should rightfully be so right the women who say I will not be defined by patriarchy I will not be defined by capitalism I will not be defined by anything whatsoever but you know but how I choose to define myself and how I choose to show up in the world the women who choose to dare live lives like that they become more vulnerable because it's easy they become target and we're done being targeted, yo. It's, it's exhausting. And for that reason, I am happily challenging the word woman of color. Because I'm beyond that. And the reason why is I'm being seen as a woman of color. And other women of color are being seen as women of color. As nothing but women of color. When in fact we're beyond, we're more than that, you know. And this is also part of the step into your divine feminine power unapologetically, you know, as well as, you know, this whole podcast is all about transforming systemic silence into language, you know, hence decolonized praxis, hence African women's consciousness. Hence building inclusive culture for inclusive economy. Hence gender equity in business development. Hence, African worm economy. Hence, the African woman is the market. You know, she's, she's bold and resilient African woman diaspora. She's, she's not just a woman of color. Welcome, and I look forward to talking more about this. I apologize if I'm completely just, you know, I'm bringing these abstracts perhaps without more depth at this point, but I really want to just start by raising some critical questions before we even dive deep in understanding why it's so necessary for us to question and get comfortable in normalizing how we understand black women, you know, and, and normalizing her reclaiming her own narrative and her agency. And, and the piece of reclaiming, and, you know, it's not just a reclaiming time, it's reclaiming narratives and how we exist in the world. And African women's consciousness and my upcoming book is all about that. And, And so I unapologetically would like to say I have so much love and so much respect for individuals who dare choose to challenge status quo, who dare choose to exist comfortably in their own skin. And this is why I also, I am a proud defender and, and, and proud uh, supporter of the LGBTQ community, of the transgender community. You know, I identify as she, hers. I am a, you know, I am who I am, but I am also supporting my friends who are gay, and I support them because I love them for being comfortable in their skin. I support anyone who dare challenge narratives that were shaped to father erase their soul growth and who they're supposed to be in this world you know we need to stop questioning i mean we need to stop father oppressing people and this is also to our people our communities that fight for racial justice but father erase sexual orientation and how sexuality was shaped not to go deep on this. (laughs) I've never kissed a girl. I'm not a lesbian. (laughs) I am saying I support my gay community friends. I support my LGBTQ community. I, I support anyone. Whatever, however you define yourself. I support my, you know, white allies who are showing up in their world freely and saying, you know what, I'm not shaped by a white supremacy. I'm not shaped by this, you know, structure of pain and unchecked privilege you know I really support people who are just comfortable in saying I'm beyond what the system designed me to be you know and that's how we need to start healing individually so we can better show up with our lights with our vibrancy with our beautiful you know fabrics of cultures and languages foods you know we are beyond People of color, let's stop putting ourselves in the box to accommodate the system that is not designed for us to liberate our soul growth. All right? And so, for anyone who is seeing this as hatred, you're missing a big piece. And that piece, I believe, you'll find within you if you go deep within you and ask yourself, why do you fear black women? Why do you fear white women? I mean, why do you, why do you fear women of color? and why women in general are feared when they stand in their power not just black women women of all races again race is a construct but women of all you know countries and cultures any woman who dares stand on her own feet in her own divine feminine power is always feared and that starts really early hence Unapologetically unlearning patriarchal bondage, the world through the lens of an African woman. This is really not a promo, you know, episode, but it's what I do and why I chose to write the book that I wrote and why I'm here, still challenging and and trying my little best to just exist in a very very toxic patriarchal world that is designed for me to father, erase myself. And I refuse to do that because I've done enough of that. Women before me have done enough of that. You know, men before us have done enough of that. Men before my child have done enough of that. And I I refuse to reproduce by raising my child the same way. He is beyond just a black boy. He's beyond just a a person of color. Sorry. Anyways, this is also a mama bear. (laughs) Much love to all of you and gratitude thank you